welcome everyone to the Dining on a Dime podcast, where we give you tips on how to save on your monthly food budget. Now we give you the absolute best foodie news, and our professionals will give you recipes and cooking tips. So let's get the show started. All right, welcome to a brand new episode of Dining on a Dime for our listeners around the entire world. Uh, this is for you. We're going to go take a deep dive into Mediterranean food. We actually have tons of information about both Mediterranean food and Mediterranean uh, countries that uh, use Mediterranean cuisine. I'll give you an example. Mediterranean food originates back to ancient Egypt. Is considered the meals and prep of the people of the Mediterranean Basin. Tons of great information during this show. Uh, before every commercial break, I will give you money-saving tips for your everyday budgets. I am here with co-host Amherst Pollock, food photojournalist. Hello, and good afternoon. And let's get started, Amherst. Uh, the modern concept of Mediterranean diet and cuisine was started because of a cookbook written in 1950. How about that? That's pretty cool. So that's recent yeah. as far as the uh, modern uh, take. Mm-hmm. The Mediterranean diet was voted by nutritionists as the best diet for 2020. And you had written some stuff about the Mediterranean diet, right? I did. I did some research about the Mediterranean diet to add um, on top of knowledge that I already knew, which is Mediterranean diets um, are actually lighter and fair in their plant-based diets. So a lot of the the Mediterranean meals, you know, they start off with your your protein-based legumes um, like your white fishes and, you know, and things that are a little bit healthier and lighter fare for you to consume that'll give you that cal- caloric punch, but without, you know, weighing you down with the heavier fats. And it was voted by nutritionists to be the best diet for the year 2020. Uh, olive trees are native to the Mediterranean region, which is why extra virgin olive oil is a big part of that diet, Correct. Yes. Um, And, you know, the best part of the Mediterranean diet is they will have those all that fresh olive oil, not to mention, you know, the fresh olives, the Kalamata olives that they add to to just about a lot of things like salads and, you know, and whatnot. So and winemaking is uh, your territory, right? Winemaking. I mean, I wouldn't say winemaking <laughs> is necessarily my territory. I've, I sell wine. Right. Um, but wine, and of course, I love wine. Um, but yes, winemaking is one of the things that that is prominent, you know, in their region. And it has been in the Mediterranean region for 5,000 years. Think about that. Which is a very long time. Could you imagine having a bottle of wine? I mean, I don't know if it would be any good, but a, a bottle of wine that is that old. Right. On that, your shelf. That's crazy. 5,000 years. Right? How much? That would be a million dollars. I guess were. probably, but I don't know if it would be something you could actually drink because it does um, ferment if you're not taking care of it and turning it and whatnot. You know what? Let's go off script. Uh, and uh, we had a little discussion, a little debate before the show about Portugal. Oh, tell us what you said about Portugal because I wrote Portugal as a Mediterranean uh, region. Go ahead, tell uh, us. They are within the region, but. Um, 
according to what I've I found on via research, okay, um, a Mediterranean country is considered a Mediterranean con- Mediterranean country if they are touching the Mediterranean Sea. Gotcha. So yeah, so Portugal, uh, according to what I what I found online was um, on Google. You know, if somebody <laughs> wants to <laughs> fact check me, Google, eh? um, <laughs> everybody loves Google. They only have me listed as being twenty seven years old. So go ahead. <laughs> Really? Google's very accurate. A little, a little <laughs> accurate. <laughs> but go ahead. Tell us. Um, uh, is that if, if you're touching the Mediterranean Sea, you're considered one of the, the Mediterranean countries. So Portugal is kind of, is per Google, um, is not considered a direct um, Mediterranean country. Okay. Uh, but it is a Mediterranean climate. So that's why it's included. So we are actually going to give you facts about Portugal because it's a Mediterranean uh, climate. climate. Yes. Okay, so we're going to give you this great information about Mediterranean cuisine, but we're going to also talk about Lebanon. Is Lebanon touching yes. the Mediterranean? <laughs> I uh, actually listed the ones that they, they they gave me. There's over 20 countries. Right. We have Lebanon yes. today we're going to discuss. We're going to discuss Turkey and Turkish cuisine. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I wrote about Portugal. And we're going to talk about Portugal because I spent three hours writing about Portugal. No, yeah. And Portugal is actually very similar um, as far as food is concerned to Spain. Um, you know, Portuguese is kind of a combination when they speak their language between Spanish and I believe French. Right. Um, so that combination is just like the foods, the abundance of seafood and and whatnot. It's healthy and it's vibrant, and I love Mediterranean diets. I'll tell you what, you did a lot of work, and you're a writer. <laughs> you're a writer, and uh, because I don't want to go from Mediterranean to the other countries until we get into Mediterranean. So go ahead, do your research. Well, no. It's 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 so we'll not even that we're we're diverting from anything because it's all encompassing. Right. Um, you know, the Mediterranean diet all like it doesn't matter if you're, you know, eating something that is um Lebanese or from Cyprus or, you know, Croatia. Like there is a lot of healthy, like similar ways to prepare their their foods. Um so I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be Pulling away from the cuisines, like right. hummus. I love hummus. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made hummus from scratch. It is a very easy, simple thing to do. But you know, across the board, it's something that you can be that can be found. You know, in Indonesian food and um, like Lebanese food. Um, I'm glad you said that. Yes, because I can't even boil water. <laughs> what is your biggest tip on the easiest way for someone to make hummus? I mean, ideally, yes. Um, use I use chickpeas, canned chickpeas. I, I you can um, pull the skins off, uh, which is a pain in the butt, but they recommend that. And I like if you want it more um, fibrous, leave the skins on. But I use a food processor for one because that makes life a lot easier. Um, you can play with any of the um, the ingredients that you put in because you can switch up hummus. You can make it a roasted red bell pepper kind of hummus. You can make it spicy um, by adding like some like red pepper flakes or whatever into it um, or jalapenos I've seen some people do. But hummus is very simple to make and you just save, I would say, save the chickpea water 
Okay. I know some people um, pour it out, but it actually can marry and um, add some more chickpea flavor to your hummus. So, see, you utilize that chickpea water because it is edible. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever traveled to any places in the Med- Mediterranean region? Um, yes, I have. Okay. I've actually traveled to Spain. It. Talk about it. So <laughs> I traveled to Spain when I used to be a vegetarian, like, <laughs> which is really funny. That's to- a dedicated vegetarian. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I actually was a vegetarian for, for 10 years, which is funny to hear considering how much I love meat now. Yeah, right. um, but I did. I, I was in Spain. I was in the southern tip of Spain. Um, sunbathing, I got completely burnt, by the way. Right. Um, but one of the biggest meals that uh, I was with a tour group and I had, um, <laughs> I was supposed to go over to Africa the last day that we were there. Now but you got the Toto song in my head. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to go over to Africa. Um, the last day, and I actually wimped out because they kind of scared me, but that's another story altogether. So instead, I stayed and you know sunbathed, and that last day, we all the like all of us who opted to stay, you know, on on the Spanish territory, um, had a huge meal. So and it was paella, like nice. like fresh paella because it was right off the sea. Um, what did I? Right, let's hit you with a quick question because oh, we're, yeah, we're a food show. We kind of drift. Oh, but, no. Uh, I well, I am talking about I, food. I have a friend mm-hmm. that I know who said that they go to Spain every year. And they said if they could choose any part of the world, they have money to go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, they have the they have the dollars. They can visit anywhere. They would choose Spain. Do you agree? I love Spain, and yeah, I, I one hundred percent agree. Because um, they got money. Don't was... let them fool you. If you're out there, Jim Ballman, <laughs> if you know him, he has plenty Just of money. Just name drop. Now you're going to have people he has like plenty that are of gold, money, gold digging, and going after him. <laughs> um, no, it was. Uh, I I would say I fell in love with Cordoba. So it's not, it's in the middle of the country. So it's not, you know, it's landlocked essentially. Right. But it was adorable because it was just one road in and it circled around um, a fountain. And then, you know, you walked everywhere. What was your favorite meal? Was the paella? um, There was the paella that was really like, outstanding and nice. i would eat that over and over again i <laughs> fell in love with paella because of that place but they made a like this very light broth soup that um that i also fell in love with because it is everything's lighter um when you're there so it's it's lighter it's not a heavy you know like soup or any like our cream-based soups or stews that we make right i mean stews are not cream-based but but like even our stews are kind of like a heavier kind of perfect for cold weather but not so much when you're you know in 100 degree plus (laughs) temperatures but it, it was Absolutely delicious. Um, I wish I remembered the name of the the soup that I had, but paella was definitely number one for me. How about that? And uh, we always talk about on our other show, Learn About World Cuisine. Mm-hmm. We always talk about what was the weirdest thing in other... I'll give an example. I was talking to someone before, and they said they went to Europe, and the hot dogs are served meat and then buns separately. Did you uh, encounter I, anything in Spain that you thought was, wow, this is really different? 
Um, Anything like that, or is Spain basically? I mean, I don't, I don't recall. <laughs> like seeing anything that was right. that out of the ordinary. Um, I will say that the first time that I ever had Frangelico was when I went to Spain. Oh, okay. And for somebody who was, and this is going to date me, but I was, you know, I think only just of age to drink here in the U.S. Okay. So when I got there and they like had try this drink, um, and it was Frangelico. My eyes like got all big and glazed over because I was like, what is this lovely, sweet thing? How about that? So, That's yeah. That's interesting. So, Spain, you would recommend mm-hmm. uh, people visiting Spain. And you're a, photo- you're a professional photographer. Yes, I am. So, the the photography over there must be incredible. Oh, yeah. The scenery there and like how nostalgic. I mean, I'm using the word nostalgic, but um, <laughs> everything over there has so much history, you know, mm-hmm. like it's it interlaced within their culture. Um, and, you know, it just it's beautiful over there. The in the colors, like if you go, it doesn't matter what city you go to, like it just everything is just so vibrant. Nice. So, and that's a Mediterranean country. Spain? Yes, it is. How about that? How about that? You, I have to rewrite the outline to the show now. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm confusing you, but like, no. If you, I mean, I'm basing this off of the research. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that awesome. I found on Google. Um, and and I know that we're gonna get into um, Lebanese. Oh yeah, we're getting into Lebanon, Greece, Turkey. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we'll be talking about all that today. And and you know, I one of the things that I did research, and and it is true. Um, Greek food is usually synonymous when you, when you say, I, you know, can I have a Mediterranean meal? Yeah. That's what people in the U S in particular associate with, you know, a Mediterranean diet. So it's apropos for us to talk about Greece. Yes, absolutely. And that is great info about Spain because I've heard from a good friend of mine that, uh, he can go anywhere in the world at any time. And he said he would go to Spain. So I love Spain, yeah. And Spain, thankfully, for our show, is a Mediterranean country. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about Greece. I'll give a, When we come back from break, we're not going to break for another three minutes. But when we come back, we're going to take a deep dive into Greece. And I'm sure you have some stuff to add for Greece also. Of course. Okay. Well, let's give some money-saving tips because we are dining on a dime. Every time you listen to our show, you can guarantee yourself... You're going to get some money-saving tips. You ready for this? This is going to blow your mind. Painting your roof white has been proven to cut energy costs. Did you know that? No, I did not. Painting your roof white has been uh, proven to cut energy costs. I mean, that makes sense, though, because to reflect the light. Absolutely. Uh, compare your meter with your bill when you get it. Now, a lot of people don't do that. They don't compare the meter to your bill because your your bill has the meter reading. Oh, it does? Yes. That's news to me. How about you choose white curtains and blinds to deflect the heat from coming inside? What do you think about that one? Um, I definitely agree with that. And then there's like the, the, um, the thicker curtains that block out the light too. Right. So, and here's something that I break this rule every time, and I know about this, and I didn't. I break it every day, every week. Using the permanent press option on a washing machine uses more water. 
also news to me. I mean, once I'm, again, uh, people at home are probably saying, "I thought this dude was talking about Mediterranean." I food. know, right? This is not Mediterranean food. <laughs> uh, 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 two minutes before we take each break today, we're going to give you money-saving tips, and that is what we're doing now. So, what do you think about that? Permanent press. I mean, I you can also buy a low um, low water usage washer machine too right so it's more efficient i'll tell you what we just blew your mind with some money saving facts we just blew your mind about mediterranean when we come back we're going to dive deep into greece and like amara said uh that greece is a major thing you think of when you think of mediterranean yeah it's synonymous synonymous is the word (laughs) of the day Uh, let's go to break we'll be right back check out our new podcast learn about world cuisine where we travel to a different country from around the world each week and give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine. Our world traveler gives you his real-life experience in the country, and our wine expert gives you the best wine pairings with your cuisine. Our podcast is available on all platforms, or you can simply Google Learn About World Cuisine to listen to the show. All right, we're back. Learn About World Cuisine is our other show. And if you like this show today with giving you interesting facts, that show does the exact same thing. We're just doing this Mediterranean food show because the co-hosts thought it was a great topic. (laughs) And uh, I guess the co-hosts do not listen to Learn About World Cuisine (laughs) because this is the same exact show. All right, you ready? Let's talk about Greece because you are exactly right. Greece is synonymous with... Uh, with Mediterranean food. Let's give a couple facts about Greek uh, Greece. Greek pies are among essential in the Greek cuisine. So Greek pies, I guess that's the uh, um, spanakopita? Uh, in essence, because yeah. it's like it's a little bit more cream-based, um, which is not normal. Gotcha. Um, usually everything's with olive oil and light, fresh vegetables, you know. How but, about this? If we're in Greece right now, Mm. Lunch is their biggest meal. It's not dinner. I feel like most countries, it's either breakfast or lunch. So Very that true. doesn't surprise me. The dinner meal is usually like we're not going to eat too much because exactly. we ate all day. And, and in America, I guess dinner would be the biggest meal, yeah. at least for me. Uh, it is the biggest meal in, in America. How about Greeks use the entire animal in their cooking, so they don't waste any parts of the animal. It's usually all used. Uh, As you can see, when you go to a Greek restaurant, they give you the whole fish, right? Yes. Uh, Having having your meal stare up at you is a little disconcerting, but but yes, they do serve whole fish, whole shrimp. And Amherst Pollock is not only a professional food photojournalist, but you are a cook. I do cook, yes. So here's my next uh, my next uh, fun fact okay. <laughs> about Greece. Almost any Greek dish contains lemon or tomato, but almost never both. What do you think about that? Um, because of the acids. Is that what it is? Yeah. You, <laughs> keep you in don't... mind. Keep in mind. I cannot cook ramen, but go ahead. So. Well, no, because you, you don't want to overwhelm any of your dishes, and this is something that they do. They don't overwhelm any of their dishes with any particular ingredient um, or flavor. So both tomatoes and lemon are acids, so you're not going to want to overwhelm your dish with, with anything like that. Interesting. Uh, Greeks cook their meat thoroughly. Rarely do you have rare. I mean, lamb is a big thing to them. But rarely do you see rare cooked meat. They usually cook it all the way through. 
So I guess a lamb burger or whatever would be fully cooked. Uh, I do not know the history about the lamb, um, especially not lamb burger. Right. <laughs> I had a lamb burger. I love lamb burgers. I think they're good. Really? It's I, lamb ground meat. I, I would yeah. assume that. But yeah. I'm like, it, it's one of those things where it's like lamb can be very gamey. Right. So unless if you cook it just the right way. I'll tell you what. When I was growing up, we would have leg of lamb and it was delicious. And you get it with the mint jelly. That was fabulous. Uh, lamb, uh, my next note, lamb is the primary meat in Greek cuisine. That is the basis of their meat consumption is lamb. Yes, and that, I love gyros. Uh, dips and spreads usually eaten with pita bread are common in Greece. So when you go to a Greek restaurant, they're going to give you uh, dips and spreads with yeah. pita bread. What's, what, what's your thoughts on pita bread? I love it. Pita bread is an, an amazing um thing to taste it's very light fluffy um <clears throat> it's a solid thing um and i usually you actually said dips which i got right. like i perked up because yes. i love tzatziki um that is oh, one, i got something for you next but go ahead <laughs> that's going. one of my favorite things to eat and it's it's a simple um dip to make but you know you can use it just to actually dip your bread in nice. or you can use it as you know almost like a condiment how is that pronounced is that tzatziki yeah. Oh, okay, because I always mispronounce it, and people are looking at me like, what is he talking about? I'm wondering how you mispronounce it. I did, I, I did because I'm looking at the spelling, Okay. and I'm trying to sound out every letter. You know what gotcha. I mean? Gotcha. All right, here's, here's something you'll love. Anise liquor called ouzo is popular in Greece. So what do you think about ouzo? I do not like anything with anise or oh, okay. anything that so tastes... So you're not a Zambuca. Or, I know. Or, I'm yeah. so okay. not a Zambuca kind of girl. Like, I anything with licorice, I'm anti-licorice. What about our great... Oh, Excellent he is engineer, saying no. Taylor. Licorice is gross. Okay, okay there yeah. we go. Yeah, what about you? Do you Taylor, like, I, don't, I mean, I, I know you don't drink. drink in my life. I know you don't drink. But and people are like, I had a conversation with you on the phone. I thought you drank. I never drank in my life. I know, and I was <laughs> shocked about that because yeah. I was like, how could you not drink not ever? I, I would rather have a chocolate milk. Okay, but no, no, no. See, you can have anise, though, with or, or a licorice-flavored thing without it being actually alcohol so right that's, that's why true. i'm asking you oh no i've never had a licorice drink that's not no <laughs> no 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 you know it's a funny? food it's a food today's I'm, my birthday today's your today bir happy my 48th birthday. birthday here's a funny thing for you taylor uh Every time I mention to people that I do not drink, they think I'm in a uh, former rehab person. Yeah, <laughs> like, because like they never think, they never give you the option of hey, I just don't never drank. They always think how many years has it been? I said no. <laughs> just never had. But a nice liquor called ouzo is very popular in Greece. Uh, Greece is considered the world's first democracy. How about that? That's interesting. I a mean, ancient yeah. Greece was. I was going to say back in the day, like way back. And Greece is also considered one of the sunniest countries in the world, which is why tons of people visit Greece. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Um, I've never been there, and right. it, it's definitely somewhere we want to go. But um, the walking up the hill, there's lots of stairs. Oh, I could imagine. Uh, Greece has more than two thousand islands. But only 170 have people on them. How about that? Would you? Could you imagine having 2,000 islands, but only 170 are occupied? I mean, how accessible are these other islands that aren't? That's true too. You know, you, are they small? Or are they too small to like? Here's another fun fact about Greece: is 40 percent, 40 percent of the population live in Athens. 
Think about that. So you get 10 people in a room, four of them are living in Athens, Greece. You know you're making me want to like wear a toga. And yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Now here's some Greek myths, I guess. Uh, they're very superstitious and they believe in the evil eye. That is, I don't know if that's true. I, I believe in the evil eye too. <laughs> what about you, Taylor? Evil eye? You believe in it? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Over one-third of the Greek island of Ikaria, which you know I'm mispronouncing, and we can dining on a dime, yahoo.com, uh, lives to be at least 90 years old. Think about that. So one out of three people on that Greek island live to be at least 90 years old. That's Life expectancy to the extreme. That's because they have a healthier diet and lifestyle than uh, well, we do. Now, let's talk about extra virgin olive oil. That's the good fat, right? Doesn't that yes, get rid that of... Yes, that is good fat. That gets rid of all the uh, stuff, right? It's, it's healthier fat, we should say, actually, that's before, you know, without getting ourselves in trouble with right. the dietitian. Without getting a thousand emails, right. <laughs> uh, Greek is considered one of the healthiest cuisines in the world. So I guess if you... Want, if you have a business meeting and you have to go, you know what I mean, and meet at a restaurant, most people meet at restaurants for yes. business meeting. I guess you would choose a Greek restaurant because you have all those options. There are a lot of options. Um, now, I don't know if you've ever had it or not, but uh, you can start with a meze. Okay. Um, or as the appetizer is right. what it's considered. Um and domaldes are like lighter. Oh, for, yeah, that, you, that's the spinach thing, right? The stuff. No, what is it's, the domaldes? It's stuffed grape. Yeah, grape stuffed leaves. grape leaves. Yeah, mm -hmm. wow. and it has again. They're they're incorporating a little bit of olive oil, lemon, dill, and it's rice. Nice. That is that's excellent. Uh, oh, plate smashing! Everyone watches these Greek movies and they see the plate smashing. How about that doesn't really happen in modern day? That is an ancient, you know, and yeah, no. a tradition, but they don't. If you go to Greece today, they're not doing it all over the... Well, know. I mean, it's costly. <laughs> yeah, right? So if you want to save money, don't do the plate smashing. We'll say it's not as popular as it used to be. Yeah. Okay. 179 million olive trees in Greece. How about that? That's a lot of olive trees. That's a lot of olive trees. Uh, Greece has hundreds, if you're looking to travel to Greece, they have hundreds of archaeological museums. Is that archaeological? Now you're going to get me to mispronounce it. Archaeological. Oh, see, I mispronounced. Archaeological, right? Archaeological. Now, yeah, now we're going to get hate mail. Dining on a dime at yahoo.com. And you can phonetically spell it. In fairness, I did always have problems pronouncing things and had to go to school, like had to go to extra classes to try to pronounce things. So, How about the marathon started in Greece? It was invented in Greece, the marathon. I feel like there's a lot of stuff that was invented or started. And I'll tell you what, Athens, and this is probably why. Athens is one of the oldest inhabited cities in the entire world. 7,000 years old, they say. It's very old. Makes me want to go to Athens just for the. I mean, could you imagine the photography you could get? Oh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like any of the European countries just have phenomenal scenery um, because of the history and, ever, and whatnot. Um, and the Greek alphabet <clears throat> is 2,400 years old, the Greek alphabet. Can you imagine? That's pretty old. So if you know that, you uh, 
get a lot of props because <laughs> that is definitely a dead language. <laughs> uh, the Greek language is the world's oldest language. I pretty much figured that, right? Uh, the, the Greek language is the world's oldest language. Yeah. yeah. And, and by I, by saying a dead language, I mean like the original like stuff that there's, I'm sure, things that people don't speak or pronounce. Right. Oh, here it is. Remember the saying, it's all Greek to me. I don't know. It's all Greek to me. That was actually a Julius Caesar line. Oh, it is? From Julius Caesar. Huh. Yeah. So it's all Greek to me, that old phrase, which still people use. <laughs> Is it from Julius Caesar? Now, Amorous Pollock, hold on to that chair. Because I have a, what do you call them? You call them fun facts? What are they called? You, you call things fun facts. Fun facts, right? Yeah. I got something that's going to blow your mind. Greeks are not big on fast food. I mean. And McDonald's tried to go into Greece. Why did you say McDonald's? McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> tried to go in, <laughs> tried and to go into Greece. Wait, wait, I this really is a wanted great to story. tease you. I want to tease you so bad. <laughs> uh, this is a great story, though. Mm-hmm. They're not big on fast food, and McDonald's tried to go into Greece and you know establish themselves. And their own Greek restaurant chain is called Goodies, G O O D Y S. Okay. And the Greek people chose Goodies over McDonald's. So Goody's actually outlasted McDonald's in a couple spots in Greece. So, I so wonder, they're dedicated to their own people. No, I understand that. But I'm wondering what uh, kind of f- like food fair that they're, that Goody's is. It's a hamburger chain. Oh, it is? Yes, yeah, just like McDonald's. I wonder if they lightened it up or something. I don't know, but they beat out uh <clears throat> They beat up McDonald's. If uh, any of our listeners have been over to uh, Greece and have eaten at Goodies, yeah, let's let's hear it. I would love to hear from that. And we'll from read you. it on the show next week. Okay, we have two minutes left in the segment. Let's give some uh, money saving tips since this show is dining on a dime. Our tips are money saving in general, not just uh, not just food related. Uh, cut back on using that toaster. Do you use the toaster every day? No, I... Let's cut back on that toaster. You use a lot of electricity. I am sadly always on the go, so I barely use the toaster. Um, I, I, as... If you are listening to the show, you've heard my commercial for Cook Unity. Right. I use the microwave nice. <laughs> and the oven to reheat um, the foods that those chefs have made. So, Well, you'll save electricity if you cut back on that toaster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let your hair dry by itself instead of using the blow dryer. I never understood the blow dryer. I'm thinking if you go, you know, if it's 90 degrees out, why are you using a blow dryer? I I, ne- I pretty much never use a blow dryer. Um, so I would save money all the time on that. <laughs> okay. Don't damage your... Uh, don't damage your washing machine. You know that if you use dish detergent in the washing machine, it will actually damage the washing machine. Why would you? Well, if you run out of, uh, you know, if you run out of, uh, what is that called? Laundry detergent. Yeah. Uh, some people were actually using dish detergent. And no, was, don't it, do it that. Could, yeah, don't do that because it'll. Uh, if you're really, if you're really in a pinch in a bind, um, use a little bit of apple cider vinegar or right. lemon. Exactly. Instead of because that's a natural, um, a natural uh, disinfectant. Oh, how about that? And I found out something the other day. I had found something that had a horrible smell, but I couldn't take it out to the next day. 
And I found out that if you put in uh, mouthwash, oh, believe it or not, mouthwash, it actually will reduce the odor of uh, some things. I so say you have a bucket that's been sitting there 10 years, mm-hmm. and it's got a really horrible odor. You put that mouthwash in it, it actually... Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about the um, washer machine. No, 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 was... no. I'm talking about like I had a bucket that was I found that I forgot about. It was okay. in a closet, and I put uh, mint mouthwash in it, and it uh, And it made it smell better. Yeah, it made it just smell a lot better. So, All right, let's go to break. <laughs> and uh, when we come back, we're going to... What do you want to dive into? You want to dive into turkey? Let's oh. talk about turkey. We're going to talk turkey when we come back. You can now listen to all of our past Dining on a Dime podcast. Plus, see over 600 restaurant reviews with photos by going to www.phillyrestaurantreviews.com. We are back, and we were discussing our outline as we came back. Uh, We're going to dive into uh, turkey first. We will. Can I just, before you actually do that, um, mention Tabbouleh? Because Tabbouleh... Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's my first note. How oh, there you that? go. So so it coincides. Um, yeah, absolutely. Tabbouleh is one of those crossover things, too. And it's it's essentially like a parsley salad. Um, it has a lot of parsley. And the, the little... Um, like it looks like pasta, but the little pasta things are actually the tabbouleh um, is bul- is bulgur wheat um, and, and it's a healthier wheat. It sprouts, too. So that's um, for anybody who's following, you know, the healthier track, sure. uh, you know, especially being that it's still January Absolutely. and everybody has those resolutions. Um, those sprouted the sprouted things are actually healthier for you. Um but it's basically like bulgur wheat, parsley, lemon, um, olive oil, and you can eat it cold or hot. Okay. That's neat to know. Yeah. Uh, do you have any tips for people to do it quickly or no? Is it, is it a hard salad to make? No, or? it's not hard oh, okay. at all. <laughs> And, it, you know, and it's a good filler. So you've, if you have, you know, like a protein that is on your plate, you know, whether it is chicken or fish or whatnot, you know, like tabbouleh is definitely something that, that adds a little bit more heartiness to your dish. I'll tell you what. Let's go with your your notes and turkey for this segment and then next segment we'll do portugal and uh, lebanon i don't actually have i don't actually have any notes on turkey in particular um but i'm saying i have notes and we'll we'll go back and forth okay all right because you did a great job with the uh the second segment so let's do this turkish cuisine was established in the nomadic period which is hundreds of years ago Turkish cuisine is largely influenced by Ottoman cuisine. Islam had great impact on how the food was prepared and consumed. The Arabs, through trade, bought a lot of the spices that are now formed the basis of Turkish cuisine. Do you know anything uh, about I'm, Turkish cuisine? I mean, I would assume that Turkish cuisine is uh, is like Middle Eastern cuisine. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so it would have like your coriander, your cumin. Um, I would assume paprika would go go you know well with that as well. I'll tell you what. What? I just found a fun fact. Which would be? Turkish cuisine is organized into seven categories. Okay. Vegetables grains, meats, desserts, 
Maize, M-E-Z-E, beverages and fish slash seafood. So that is the basis of their cuisine. And that sounds appropriate for, you know, any Mediterranean or Middle Eastern cuisine is, you know, the heavier on the vegetables. And then you go into like your beans, legumes, um, spices across the board are are key to flavoring everything. Because, yes, you can have all of the same ingredients, but if you flavor it with different spices, it you know, it'll accent different things. It'll also, you know, bring a different selection to your palate. Um, So spices are key to any cuisine, especially when you're doing Mediterranean. And here's something interesting for our folks, our listeners. Turks have the highest tea consumption rate in the entire world. So the Turkish uh, people consume the most tea in the entire world. That's very cool. Are you a tea person? And um, if so, what tea do you like? <laughs> I, I went on a tea kick for one week and I gave it up. That was 15 years ago. I don't like tea. I have to be in the mood for tea. But if I'm going to have tea, it has to be like an interesting flavor. I have a whole entire cabinet dedicated to both tea and coffee. So two separate cabinets that are, you know, dedicated to coffee. How about that? Yeah, like in one to tea. Um, I have my favorite tea is like stash tea. Okay. Um, they're well them as a company, but they, they come out with very bold flavors. And what I love about tea is that if you add just a little bit of sweetness to it, it enhances that flavor. So what do you use, a, a alternative sugar like Splenda or no, do you no, no, use I the don't. real stuff? I use the real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will, I'll either use honey or I'll use the real like sugar because I, I prefer Taylor, that. Taylor, are you a tea person? No? <laughs> nope, just black coffee. Okay, there you oh, go. Oh, you drink black coffee. Wow, you don't even add stuff. Okay. That's uh, hardcore. What? All right. In Turkey... Uh, the modern meals feature, which Amaris just said, vegetables, wheat, and rice is their foundation yes. of the cuisine. Eggplant is the most used vegetable countrywide in Turkey, with zucchini being second. Let's talk about eggplant. Eggplant is very versatile. I'm a very big fan of eggplant parm. Do you have any eggplant stuff that you do? Um, I mean, yes, I've made eggplant parm before. Uh, I've uh, Is that harder to make than chicken parm? Because I have no idea. <laughs> I have to say it is a bit of a pain in the butt. You have okay. to um, take the bitterness out of the eggplant before you cook it. So what do you, you have, do salt, I guess? Yes, you okay. actually create like a salt and you know a salt bath basically and okay. soak the eggplant in it nice so then it soaks for a while and then you take it out and you have to let it dry so you pat it like okay. put it, lay it out i've seen that yes before you start you know cooking it so it is a little bit more painstaking making anything with eggplant and i would like to give a shout out to our friends in the restaurant industry that actually still take the time to make uh, handmade eggplant at their restaurants because I can tell you for a fact, I order eggplant parm almost a lot. Yeah. And it's very rarely is it hand-breaded. So I, I want to give them guys a shout-out around the world. Any restaurant that own, any restaurant owner around the world, if you're making your eggplant by hand, uh, eggplant parm by hand, sh- props to you. Yeah. Because most people are using a box. <laughs> I will say, um, as a side note, there are certain eggplant, um, I don't want to, I don't want to, 
say this incorrectly, right. but um, there are certain egg- eggplants that are grown that are less bitter than other ones. Oh, okay. Uh, if I, I remember correctly, the Japanese eggplant is yes. uh, is a little sweeter, so you don't the longer, have, thinner one, right? Yes. Uh, yes. So you don't have to. Um, like put it in the salt bath for that's good to know yeah so that's a that's a little fun fact (laughs) that's actually a good fact uh oh we didn't get to this in greece uh, it's common what do you think about this this is interesting in greece it's common for the grandparents to live with their children uh so there's not as much it's at the nursing homes that we have in the states are not as common uh, that seems logical, doesn't it? That if you have a grandparent, you know, you would think of any which way you can to uh, have them live with you. Doesn't that seem logical? To have grand, I mean, my well, what they do is they have their elderly live with them. So nursing homes are not as prevalent in Greece as they are. I mean, elsewhere. on a personal note, my grandmother lives with my mother. And, right, but I'm yeah. saying, yeah. So it, I will say that it's easier. I, <laughs> I'm going to sound so bad. I know that it's easier to put your parents, your grandparents, into a nursing home right. and visit them. Right. Um, the day to day care that you have to. Well, especially if they have met Medical needs, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, makes it a little bit difficult. But, but I'm I think if you have a healthy think, grandparent. Yeah, no, it, not even that, but it also keeps your grandparent healthier by being, you know, we're all social beings. Absolutely. Yeah, and being in a household where they're the household, exactly right. where they're interacting, and you know, it may, we're not talking about medical care. If they need professional medical care, obviously. You would have to put them in it. Yeah. Nursing. Or right. you can have a nurse that comes to your house. And I can't believe <clears> I didn't <throat> see this, but this is notes that were mixed in. Uh, <laughs> the amount of tourists in Greece double in the summer. How about that? The amount of tourists that go to Greece in the summertime double the population. Think about that. That's pretty interesting. So well, the tourists that visit Greece in the summer actually double the actual population. That's pretty cool. Right. That is interesting. Can I can I plug two other um, eggplant dishes that Absolutely. Are, yes. are in? We're um, a food show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this just in. We're a food show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just in case you didn't know, <laughs> dining on a dime <laughs> is a food show. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I I'm going to botch the pronunciation of this, uh, but I was trying to find it because it is one of my absolute favorite okay. dips that uh, you can get, and it is eggplant based. Oh, it's the mel. <laughs> I look forward to everybody <laughs> yelling at me. Melit salada. Never um, heard of it. It's it's an eggplant like dish, and it's usually made with eggplant, tomatoes, and garlic, olive oil, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's absolutely delicious. How about that? That's I'd never heard of that. So you taught me something. Yeah. All right. Let's touch on Turkey when we come back after the next break. We're going to talk about Portugal and. Uh, Portugal and uh, Lebanon. But we're going to finish this segment. we got five minutes. Uh, The western region of Turkey rely a lot on seafood and has a high production of olive oil. The heartland, though, has common dishes. Have you ever heard of this, uh, Amaris? 
Helva dessert and vegetable. How you, yes. What is a helva dessert? Um, the hel- helva is actually like a sesame-based dessert. Um, I've had it one other time. How about that? Yeah. If, if it's the one that I'm thinking <laughs> of. Um, so I could be incorrect. You know, fact check me. Feel free. Right. But as far as I'm aware, it is the sesame-based dessert. And it's light. It's airy. It's nice. crunchy. Um, and I know you can speak on this because it says baklava. Oh, yeah. Is a very popular Turkish food. Also one of my f- mother's favorite desserts um, with the, the fila dough and there's walnuts usually that are ground up with honey. It's sticky. It's flaky. Um, it is absolutely delicious, but <laughs> it's messy. Yes. And it says Turkish people uh, do not like to go out to restaurants to eat. They all, they prefer to eat at home. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, (laughs) sure. If I had baklava, I would never leave the house. (laughs) (laughs) If I ate half the stuff that that they ate on a regular basis and it was just there available, I would love to eat at home all the time. Absolutely. So what do you have to add to the uh, cuisine here? Um, Because we have one minute till we go to the money money tips. I I feel like you're kind no, of good. Uh, We're going to come back with Lebanon and uh, I will add falafels are another one of the major protein um, basis. There's well, how can we have a whole show? We didn't even talk about falafel. The falafel is like the main thing. I, yes. th- one of the main things. Right. But yeah, falafel is obviously it's going to be a vegetarian um, friendly meat. Well, I'm using air quotes it's not really yeah. a meat um it's chickpea chick yeah it's chickpea based and you actually have to make it with dried chickpeas and i'm glad you said that because i have a fun fact here that uh hummus is the one, number one chickpea dish but falafel is second which you can usually find a falafel sandwich with hummus or tzatziki and or both um you like with Typically, like romaine lettuce or shredded lettuce of some sort, mm-hmm. tomatoes, and then drizzled with the tzatziki. But falafels are, you know, chickpeas that have been dried. You rehydrate them for 24 hours in water. Have you made falafel? No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we did 45 minutes of the show and not talked about falafel. <laughs> and, there. and I like, and I've had, I mean, obviously I've had oh, yeah, falafel sure. and I've had good falafel. I've had bad falafel. And I can tell you when I go to a new Greek restaurant, I always get the falafel because I can tell. You know what I mean? I can judge See, them based on falafel. I judge them off of the Demaldes. Okay. I, I do the falafel because <laughs> I figure if it's, very good falafel they're doing something right that is true if they because falafel not everyone does it right and it's for some reason one of those tricky things and a funny thing is i was at a strip mall uh, not a strip mall i was in a food court Mm -hmm. and they were making their falafel by scratch at a restaurant in a food court (laughs) how about that that's very cool and they were making it from scratch also, do not forget to use tahini in, in both making falafel and making hummus nice All right, let's give two uh, money-saving tips, and then we're going to go to break. And when we come back, Lebanon, and uh, really good stuff uh, about Lebanon and Portugal. All right, let's see. Oh, when you're shaving for the males, uh, instead of running in the water, just put a bucket, uh, not a bucket, like a bowl or something, and put the water in the bowl and shave from the water in the bowl instead of running in the water constantly. 
How about that, Taylor? You never thought about that. All the years you've been <laughs> As we look over and Taylor has the biggest beard I ever. Actually, I actually practice that tip. I actually use a uh, big bowl mm-hmm. and I fill it with water and I do my shaving from that. And it's actually better because when you're running in the water, it doesn't get the foam off the shaver. I mean, I'm trying to, because th- I'm like, I, I'm a lady, and so obviously there's more surface area to shave. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know if that would be ideal for, like, two whole legs. All right, one more <laughs> quick one, then we got to come back, because I have some awesome stuff about Portugal and Lebanon. Uh, one more tip, and then we'll go to break. Vacation, when you take a vacation, do it in the off-season. I'll give you an example. Uh, I had a friend of mine used to rent a condo in Montauk, Long Island. Thank you, WMLD, for listening today, Friday, 1 o'clock. And he was in Montauk. And uh, he would go in the off-season. And he was literally paying 60 70% less a night because he would go in October or the off-season. So when you go on vacation, try to go on the off-season, because in October, in these days, October is still beautiful weather in this day and age. You know what I mean? So try to look for off-season rentals uh, for your vacation. Let's go to break. When we come back, I have some really cool stuff about Lebanon and Portugal. You can find Dining on a Dime every Friday at 1 p.m on WMLD radio app and on air at 103.7 FM in New York, the voice of the Hudson Valley. Okay, we're back. We're going to end the show talking about Lebanon and Portugal. We have some cool facts for you. And Amaris has verified that Lebanon and Portugal are Mediterranean, correct, countries? I am currently... Uh, she's going to fact check us. Uh, oh, no, you said Portugal is not. We discussed that earlier. All right, yeah, let's go. Per, per Google, um, when I did, re- right. did research, it said that. But now I'm like reading, you know, the biggest wave ever surfed was off of the coast of Portugal. So now I'm like, okay. All right, let's do this. Lebanon. Arak, A-R-A-K, is a popular drink in Lebanon. Prunes and apricots are usually sun-dried. There are no shortcuts in Lebanese cooking. Have you ever cooked a Lebanese meal? They say there's no shortcut. It takes a lot of time to cook. Uh, I feel most- like any Middle Eastern meal takes time because there's a lot of aspects to making making it from scratch. Coriander, parsley, and mint, and lemon are common herbs. Uh, some parts of Lebanon like goat meat. Some parts prefer lamb. So have you ever had goat meat? Yes, I have. You have? Oh. I have. I have tried, and, and I grew up... <laughs> it's almost as if you filled out a resume and we chose you for this show. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, so I grew up being, like, introduced, we'll say, to different um, foods. My mother wanted to make sure that no matter what, her kids had a, like, wider variety to choose from. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I, I've definitely had goat meat before, um, and, I, and since... I was little too, you know, I've, I, what do you think about it? That's another one where it's kind of gamey. It can be tough. You have to have somebody who cooks it right. If you don't have somebody who cooks it right, it's not going to turn out. It's not going to taste very good. Um, so it, you definitely have to find somebody or a restaurant 
or you have to learn <laughs> how to cook it just right. All right, let's get some fun facts about Lebanon. Uh, I would like everyone to, to hold on to their chairs right now because this is the fact that blew my mind. And if this is false, please email us, diningonadime at yahoo.com. Uh, but this is probably the most surprising fact out of the whole show I wrote. And if it's false, send us your rebuttal, diningonadime at yahoo.com, because I kind of find this hard to believe. The famous JFK speech, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. According to my research, it says the famous quote was actually from a Lebanese writer's book. So an author of a Lebanese book, a writer's book. What do you think about that, Taylor? Uh, author of a Lebanese book, a writer, uh, had that quote in his book. Ask not what you can do for your country. What I didn't country. know that. Huh? I didn't know that. Isn't that interesting, though? And if it's false, it still makes a great story. <laughs> yeah, but if it's false, well, then how is it a story? Like, Well, I was surprised to hear that. So diningondimeyahoo.com, if you know any more info on that uh, fun fact. Uh, population of Lebanon is around 6 million people. Uh, 54% of the population is Muslim. Uh, I'm looking for interesting stuff. Uh, they have 40 daily newspapers. Uh, 70% of the students are in private schools. <laughs> well, let's go back to the food. Uh, I was going to say, I was like, I don't know how that would pertain to... Have you ever to... heard of Megli? M-E-G-H-L-I. No. It is served to celebrate a newborn baby. Oh, I'm going to look up... Yeah, look up Megli. M-E-G-H-L-I. Uh, some of the Lebanese cuisine was influenced by other countries. Oh, here's an interesting thing. And you guys are sitting on your sofa, or you're driving to work, or you're at the gym listening to this show. Uh, it says that lamb was introduced to Lebanese cuisine by the Ottoman Turks in the 1500s. So, what's that, 600 years ago, uh, lamb was introduced by the Ottoman Turks uh, in the Lebanese cuisine. Uh, baking and grilling are primary ways to make Lebanese, Lebanese food. Uh, it's the only... Oh, here's an interesting fact, Amaris, for your next vacation to Beirut. <laughs> Somehow I think I'm not going to be doing that, but thanks. Only Arab country to have no desert. How about that? Uh, Byblos, B-Y-B-L-O-S, is the world's oldest inhabited city. And here's the interesting thing. I cannot tell you how many Greek restaurants I have seen over the years, Mediterranean restaurants, I guess, that were named Byblos, B-Y-B-L-O-S. There's one in Center City right now. Hmm. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, Lebanon is famous for gold jewelry. So if you're looking for jewelry, there you go. Oh, here's an interesting thing. First law school in the entire world was in Beirut. The first law school in the entire world was in Beirut. That is actually interesting. Go ahead. Go, I, I see you found a fun fact. Well, yeah, because you we wanted to find out what Yes, Megli what is, is Megli? Um, so it is something that I would not eat that you could have to... <laughs> You know, scratch that anise itch. Okay. Um, but it is a dessert that is based in floured rice pudding. Oh. Um, and spiced with anise, caraway, and cinnamon. So um, 
that that's definitely not something that I would like because right. it has kind of two ingredients that really ups the ante. Exactly. On the, yeah. On but the, you have it when they have a newborn, so that's interesting that they have something. I wonder why they chose that as the, the newborn. Um, it's probably that anise. <laughs> ugh, I, nope. No, thank you. Uh, poultry is eaten more often than red meat. Uh, there, here's the thing. Here's a funny thing. There's, somebody actually wrote this as if this is something that nobody knew. Uh, vegetables are either eaten raw, pickled, or cooked. Isn't that everywhere? <laughs> Isn't <laughs> every vegetable you have raw, pickled, or cooked? Yeah, that seems like a universal thing. Uh, if you go to Lebanon uh, or Beirut or wherever, it is not uh, common for someone to eat alone. And uh, it's it's there, it's usually a, uni- a, a social communal thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the cuisines vary by region. Fresh fruits are typically served at the end of the meal. So where we would have stuff in our face with pie, they have fresh fruits. Uh, they do not give huge portions in Lebanese food. It's not common to give huge portions. This is why it's also a healthier yes, exactly. lifestyle and healthier um, way to eat. Okay. I wrote, I read something, and I'm dying to get to it. Uh But I read, and I don't know if it's here, I don't know if it's Lebanon or Portugal, but you know how you go to a restaurant and they give you those freebies, I guess, bread basket, etc.? Oh, yeah, yes. I was told that one of these countries, and I'll try to find it, uh, actually charges you. What, for a bread basket? Yeah, for the stuff that they give you in the beginning of the meal. I'll find it. Um. Very common in Lebanese cuisine and cultures for the host to give you offer you a second serving, which is something we don't talk about. How many times have you gone to a party and they said, hey, uh, would you like a second plate? Not often, right? <laughs> what, a party? It I guess say you're at someone's home. Yes. How many times have you been offered a second plate? Not me. It, offered? I no, usually it's like... It's the, usually you eat the one thing, you're there for dinner, right? You yeah. eat the one plate and that's it. Uh, yeah. In their culture. I mean, mostly everything's served family style, too. Right. So, you know, and I know that in certain countries they eat with their hands. So then there's also that, like, you know, you could be served on a plate, but, like, there's no utensils. That, what, that's an interesting. And what I love about today's show is we're talking about stuff that I never knew, and I'm sure most of our listeners never knew. But in Lebanon, especially Beirut. It is jam-packed with bars and restaurants, and you don't see that on the news, I guess, right? I, I assume not. I, I just assume there's a lot of cafes. Right. Uh, population is around 6 million. The official language is Arabic, but French is spoken throughout the country. What do you think about that? And so there are two languages that are very Dominant. common. Yeah. So. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so let's I, um, go to Portugal. Well, oh, no, ahead. I was going to say, I I was interested to read that there's a debate whether Manakash or pizza came first. That's a great debate because we all know that flatbread has been around for centuries and pizza is actually not as old as flatbread. So in, in ancient times... They would make stuff with flatbread. So flatbread went around forever. heavily seasoned. Yeah, flatbreads went around. I was shocked. For centuries, pizza has not. So flatbread came first and then pizza. So let's get into Portugal. We got a couple minutes. Uh, hot air balloon was created in Portugal. Uh, it has the most. Oh, here's something interesting. 
Portugal, Amaris, has the most modernized ATMs in the entire world. You can actually go to the ATM and buy concert tickets. That's... Yeah, they have different features at their ATM that you can so do. So it's not just for... It's not just cash. They That's You so can do a lot of weird. stuff through the ATM. That's uh, like the vending machines in, in European countries that like vend yeah. out like very odd things. Uh, the government actually has rules about which names you can give your child. It is illegal. You can be taken out in handcuffs if you urinate in the ocean. They take their land very seriously. Okay, but how do they monitor that? Well, I don't know. Also, do they not know that sea mammals do that on a regular basis? And Here's an interesting I mean, thing. They decriminalized, in Port- we're talking Portugal. Yeah. They decriminalized all drugs and considered a health issue instead of a criminal issue, right? And drug usage went down. How about that? So they're treating drug addicts as a health issue instead of arresting them. Okay, because that coincides with, like, if you decriminalize, you know, we'll say, since we're trying to do that here, marijuana. Right. um, (laughs) And the usage has gone down. Yeah, the usage goes down. It's not as, like you know prominent because of the fact that people it's it's taking away that it's naughty um factor which i'm sorry but human nature is like you tell well, we're somebody not getting to say, into no i know i know but you tell somebody no and they're gonna want it exactly that's what i'm gonna i was getting at <laughs> portuguese salted cod fish salted codfish is a big part of their cuisine Yep. It's not Portuguese. I will pass on that, though. (laughs) But it's not Portuguese. (laughs) That's like sardines. I will not eat sardines. Afternoon tea is a Portuguese habit. Uh, The biggest tea plantation in Europe is on a Portuguese island. Amherst, Pollock, give your tags because we're out of time. Oh, well, okay. That you can find me. Yeah, that yeah, did. You can find me anywhere on all social media platforms at under Amherst Pollock A-M-A-R-I-S-P-O-L-L-O-C-K, or using my handle, A-R-P-O-L-L-O-C-K-U-S. And that was an excellent show about Mediterranean cuisine. All you need to do for our show is go to phillyrestaurantreviewswithans.com. We have 110 shows on the food radio show section. And although Matt's not here, I will plug that you can find him at M-M-A-R-T-E-A-22. All right, and we have tons of shows on the platform. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. You can find the Dining on a Dime podcast on social media. On Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. And on Instagram, KJW1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Hey, pal, I forgot to tell you. Can we have this scheduled to be published tomorrow morning at 10 instead of doing it tonight?